Hi everybody, I'm Dr. Armen. Armen Astvat Satrian, so I'm professor from Yerevan, Armenia. For you, I'm Dr. Y, my friends. And today's lecture is concerning peptic ulcer disease. Peptic ulcer disease. So, peptic ulcer is an erosion in a segment of gastrointestinal mucosa, typically in stomach gastric ulcer, or the first few centimeters of the duodenum, duodenal ulcer, the p that penetrates through the muscularis mucosa. Nearly all ulcers are caused by helicobacter pylori infection or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug use. And I say it. Use non-steroid drugs, anti-inflammatory drugs. So when I will talk about non-steroid drugs, you understand this non-steroid anti-inflammatory drugs. Okay. Symptoms typically include burning, epigastric pain that is often relieved by food. Diagnosis is by endoscopy and testing for Helicobacter pylori. Treatment involves uh, acid suppression and eradication of Helicobacter pylori if present, of course, concerning helicobacter pylori, my opinion, my opinion, it's a myth, uh, it's a tale. But anyway, if you, for example, on the on the exam, it will be a question like this concerning treatment of uh, helicobacter pylori. You answer and in this in this way, in this way, okay, in this manner. So treatment involves, first of all, of course, acid suppression. Eradication of Helicobacter pylori and avoidance of non-steroid drugs, non-steroid anti-inflammatory drugs. Ulcers may range in size from several, several millimeters to several centimeters. Ulcers are uh, ulcers are delineated from erosions by depth of penetration, erosions and more superficial and do not involve the muscularis mucosa. Ulcers can occur at any age, including infancy and childhood, but are most common among middle-aged adults. So, etiology of peptic ulcer disease, helicobacter pylori, and non-steroid anti-inflammatory drugs disrupt normal mucose defense and repair, making the mucosa more susceptible to acid. Helicobacter pylori infection is present in 50 to 70% of patients with duodenal ulcers and in 30 to 50% of patients with gastric ulcers. If helicobacter pylori is eradicated, only 10% of patients have re recurrence of peptic ulcer disease, compared with 70% of recurrence in patients treated with acid suppressions alone. Okay, I less it on the conscious uh, of the guidelines, authors, but anyway. And I say it, non-steroid drugs not account for more than, now account, non-steroid drugs, now account for more than 50% of peptic ulcers. Why don't they don't talk about neurotic system, neuros people? I don't know. Anxiety it's also. I don't know. 
Uh, about cigarette smoking, of course, is a very important risk factor for the development of ulcers and their complication. Absolutely, absolutely agree with authors. Also, smoking impairs ulcer healing and increases the incidence of recurrence. Risk correlates with the number of cigarettes smoked per day. Although alcohol is a strong promoter of acid secretion, no definitive data link moderate amounts of alcohol to the development or delayed healing of ulcers. Very few patients have hypersecretion of gastrin caused by gastrinoma. But concerning alcohol, I have to say that, that uh, so-called folk medicine, uh, classic, no classic medicine, using alcohol very often, uh, strong alcohol, uh, like vodka, whiskey, uh, very often healed it, this problem. Very often. But anyway, of course, you will not answer in this way <laughs> during your exams, on the, on the exams, of course. Symptoms and uh, signs of peptic ulcer disease. Symptoms of peptic ulcer disease depend on ulcer location and patient age. Many patients, particularly older patients, have few or no symptoms at all. Pain is most common, often localized to the epigastrium, a relatively relieved by food or antacids. So the pain is described as burning or uh, gnawing, gnawing pain, huh? or sometimes a sensation for hunger. Sensation of hunger. Yeah, exactly, sensation of hunger. The course is usually chronic and recurrent. Only about half of patients present with the characteristic pa uh, pattern of symptoms. Gastric ulcer symptoms often do not follow a consistent pattern. For example, eating sometimes exacerbates rather than relieves pain. Hmm? Because of gastric ulcer, often we know that normally it's uh, a ameliorated situation. But sometimes uh, exacerbate rather than relieves pain. This is especially true of pelvic channel ulcers, which are often associated with symptoms of obstruction or bloating, nausea, vomiting caused by edema and scarring. So normally, eating exacerbates rather than relieves pain in gastric ulcer. Duodenal ulcers tend to cause more consistent pain. More consistent pain. Pain is absent when the patient awakens, but appears mild morning and is relieved by food, but, uh, but recurs 2-3 hours after meal. Pain that awakens the patients at night is common and is highly suggestive of duodenal ulcer. So hunger pain is a duodenal ulcer. In neonates, perforation and hemorrhage may be the first manifestation of duodenal ulcer. Hemorrhage may also be the first recognized sign in later infancy and early childhood about repeated vomiting or evidence of abdominal pain may be a clue. <sighs> Concerning diagnosis of these symptoms, of this problem of peptic ulcer disease, Endoscopy, sometimes serum gastrin levels. Diagnosis of 
peptic ulcer is suggested by patient history and confirmed by endoscopy, empiric therapy is often begun without definitive diagnosis. However, endoscopy allows for a, bi a biopsy or cytologic brushing of gastric and esophageal lesions to distinguish between simple ulceration and ulcerating stomach cancer. Stomach cancer may manifest with similar manifestations and must be excluded, especially in patients plus 45, have lost weight or report severe or refractory symptoms. The incidence of malignant duodenal ulcer is extremely low, so biopsies of duodenal lesions are generally not warranted. Uh, endoscopy can also be used to definitively diagnose helicobacter infection, which should be sought when an ulcer is detected. Helicobacter pylori, you know, my point of view. Huh? Okay, so uh, gastric secreting and gastrinoma should be considered when uh, are multiple ulcers, when ulcers develop in atypical locations, for example, postbulbular, postbulbular. So postbulbal uh, or are refractory to treatment or when the patient has prominent diarrhea or weight loss. Serum gastrin levels should be measured in these patients. About complications. So hemorrhage, mild to severe gastrointestinal, gastrointestinal hemorrhage is the most common complication of peptic ulcer disease. Symptoms include hematemesis, vomiting of uh, fresh blood or coffee ground material, passage of bloody stools, hematochasia, hematochasia. Okay, so symptoms include hematemesis, vomiting of of fresh blood or coffee ground material, passage of bloody stools, hematochasia, or bloody or black terry stools, melina, and weakenings, orthostasis, syncope, thirst, and sweating caused by blood loss. So, uh, penetration, uh, confined perforation. Huh? Uh, peptic ulcer may penetrate the wall of the stomach if, adhe if adhesions prevent leakage into the peritoneal cavity. Free penetration is avoided and confined perforation occurs. Huh? Confined. Confined, yes, I'm sorry, confined. Confined. And confined perforation occurs. Still, the ulcer may penetrate into 2D duodenum and enter the adjacent confi confined confined space, lesser sac, or another organ, for example, pancreas, liver. Pain may be intense, persistent, refer to sites other than abdomen, usually the back when caused by penetration of a posterior duodenal ulcer into the pancreas, and modified by body position. Computer tomography or MRI is usually needed to confirm the diagnosis. When therapy doesn't result in healing, surgery is required. Free perforations, ulcers that perforate in the peritoneal cavity and checked by adhesions are usually located in the anterior wall of the duodenum or less commonly in the stomach. The patient presents with an acute abdomen, 
there is a sudden, intense, continuous epigastric pain that spreads rapidly through the abdomen, often becoming prominent in the right lower quadrant, and times referred to one or both shoulders. The patient usually lies still because even deep breathing worsens the pain. Palpation of the abdomen is a painful, is painful, rebound tenderness is prominent. Abdominal muscles are rigid, are rigid board-like, uh, board-like, like a board, uh, board-like, and bubble sounds are diminished or absent. Shock may ensue, shock may ensue. Ensue. Ah, shock may ensue, her heralded by increased pulse rate and decreased blood pressure and urine output. Symptoms may result may be less striking or in older or more moribund patients or moribund patients. Right? Moribund. Moribund. Moribund patients and those receiving corticosteroids or immunosuppressants. Diagnosis is confirmed of an X-ray or computer tomography shows free air under the diaphragm or in the peritoneal cavity. Upright views of the chest and abdomen are preferred. The most sensitive use is the lateral X-ray of the chest. Severely ill patients, severely, severely ill patients may be unable to sit upright and uh, should have a lateral decubitus X-ray of the abdomen. Failure to detect free air doesn't exclude the diagnosis. Immediate surgery is required. The longer the delay, the poorer is the prognosis. Intraventricular antibiotics effective against interstitial flora, for example, cefotetan or amikacin plus clindamycin, should be given. Usually, a nasogastric tube is inserted to do continuous nasogastric suction. In the succum, suction, yeah, suction. But of course, in the rare cases when surgically cannot be done, prognosis is poor. Gastric outlet obstruction. Obstruction may be caused by scarring, spasm, or inflammation from an ulcer. Symptoms include recurrent large vomiting occurring more frequently at the end of the day and often as late as six hours after the last meal. Loss of appetite with persistent bloating or fullness after eating also suggests gastric outlet obstruction. Prolonged vomiting may cause weight loss, dehydration and alkalosis. If the patient's history suggests obstruction, physical examination, gastric aspiration or x-rays may provide evidence of retained gastric contents. A succussion splash heard more than six hours after meal of our aspiration of fluid flood residue less than 200 milliliter after an overnight fast suggests gastric retention. Yeah. If gastric aspiration shows marked retention, the stomach should be emptied and an endoscopy should be done on x-rays should be taken to determine site, cause and degree of, of obstruction. Edema or spasm caused by an active pyloric channel ulcer is treated with gastric decompression by nasogastric suction and acid suppression. For example, 
intravenous H2 blocker or intravenous proton pump inhibitor. Yeah. Dehydration. Dehydration, right? Right, my, my beauty? Dehydration. De Dehydration. Okay, dehydration. Electrolyte imbalances resulting from uh, pro uh, protra uh, protracted vomiting or continued nasogastric suctioning, suctioning, suctioning should be vigorously sought and correct. Yeah, suck. Yeah. Prokinetic agents are not indicated. Generally, obstruction resolves within two to five days of treatment. Prolonged obstruction may result from peptic scarring and may respond to endoscopic pyloric balloon dilation. Surgery is necessary to relieve obstruction in selected cases. Factors that affect recurrence of ulcer include failure to eradicate Helicobacter pylori, oh, yeah. continued non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug, and smoking. Less commonly, a gastrinoma may be the cause. The three-year recurrence rate for gastric and duodenal ulcers is less than 10% when Helicobacter pylori is successful, successfully eradicated, but it's more than 50% when it's not. Does a patient with recurrent disease so does uh, a patient with recurrent disease should be tested for Helicobacter pylori and treated again if the tests are positive? Although long-term treatment with H2 blockers, proton pump inhibitor, or misoprostol reduces the risk of recurrence, their routine use for this purpose is not recommended. Hey, doctors that prescribe, I don't know, misoprostol, omeprazole, pantoprazole for years. It's not recommended. It's in your guideline. Yeah. Patients who require Non-steroid drugs after having had a peptic ulcer are candidates for long-term therapy and are those with a marginal ulcer or prior perforating or bleeding. So stomach cancer, uh, patients with helicobacter pylori associated ulcers have three to six-fold increase of gastric cancer uh, later in life. There is no increased risk of cancer which ulcers of their etiology. Treatment of peptic ulcer disease and the eradication of helicobacter pylori when present or if present, when present, if present. Acid suppressive drugs. Treatment of gastric and duodenal ulcers requires eradication of helicobacter pylori with present and a reduction of gastric acidity. For duodenal ulcers, it's particularly important to suppress nocturnal acid secretion. My, my dear friends, the most important thing in these situations, yes, of course, uh, don't talk about uh, about uh, Helicobacter pylori. You know my opinion, but the principle the principle is the, of course, uh, stop smoking. The principle is that is a dealing with a nervous system. The calming uh, person is maybe giving some medicals. I don't know, uh, like antidepressants, anti-anxiety drugs, and so and so, because this is the most important thing. Methods of decreasing acidity include a number of drugs of which 
uh, and phase are effective but which vary varying cost, duration therapy and convenience of dosing. In addition, mucosal protective drugs, such, for example, sucral fat and acid-reducing surgical procedures may be used. Drug therapy, uh, okay, uh, for gastric acidity exists, of course. So, adjacent, uh, smoking should be stopped and alcohol consumption should be stopped or limited to small amounts or dilute alcohol, of dilute alcohol. There is no evidence that changing the diet speeds ulcer healing or, preve or prevents recurrence. Uh, thus, many physicians recommend eliminating only foods that cause distress. That's okay. I'm okay. The surgery. With current drug therapy, the number of patients require surgery are declined dramatically. Indications include perforation, obstruction, uncontrolled or recurrent bleeding, and all the rare symptoms that do not respond to drug therapy. Surgery consists of procedure to reduce acid secretion, often combined with a procedure to ensure a gastric drainage. 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 Okay, drainage. The recommended operation for duodenal ulcer is highly selective or parietal cell vagotomy, which is limited to nerves and the gastric body and spares antral innervation, thereby obviating the need for a drainage procedure. This procedure has a very low mortality rate and avoids the morbidity associated with resection and traditional vagotomy. Vagotomy, 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 yeah. Vagotomy. Vagotomy. Other acid-reducing <laughs> surgical procedures is include uh, anterectomy, hemigastrectomy, uh, partial gastrectomy, and subtotal gastrectomy. That is re resection of 30 to 90 percent of distal stomach. These are typically combined with truncal vagotomy. Patients who undergo resect resective procedure or have an obstruction require gastric drainage via gastrodenostomy, bilirot 1 or gastrodenostomy. Huh? What is the name of bilirot 2? Gastrojejunostomy. Gastrojejunostomy, bilirot 2, gastrojejunostomy. And bilirut 1 is gastroduodenostomy. Gastroduodenostomy. Bilirut 1 and bilirut 2. The incidence and type of post-surgical uh, symptoms vary with the type of operation. After resective surgery, up to 30% of patients have significant symptoms, including weight loss, maldigestion, anemia, uh, dumping syndrome, reactive hypoglycemia, bilious vomiting, mechanical problems, and ulcer recurrence. Weight loss is a common, is a common, after subtoptal gastrectomy, the patient may limit fluid intake because of early satiety. Huh? Satiety. Satiety, yeah, satiety, sorry. Satiety because the residual gastric pouch is small. Pouch is small. Pouch is small. Gastric pouch is small. Pouch. Pouch. Yeah. Is a small. Sorry. Or to prevent so-called dumping syndrome. 
dumping. 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 Dumping is English. Dumping. Of course. Uh, syndrome and other postprandial syndromes. With a small gastric pouch, distension or discomfort may occur after a meal of even moderate size. Patients should be encouraged to eat smaller and more frequent meals. Maldigestion, maldigestion and osteoarthritis caused by pancreatobiliary bypass, especially with biliary tool anastomosis, may contribute to weight loss. Anemia is common, usually from iron deficiency, but occasionally from vitamin B12 deficiency caused by loss of intrinsic factor or bacterial overgrowth in the afferent limb and the osteomalacia osteomalacia may occur right osteomalacia yeah osteomalacia may occur uh, intramuscular vitamin b12 supplementation is recommended for all patients with total gastrectomy but may also be given to patients with subtotal gastrectomy if deficiency is suspected dumping syndrome may occur after gastric surgical procedures Resections, weakness, dizziness, resections. Weakness, dizziness, water, sweating, nausea, vomiting, and palpitations occur soon after eating, especially hyperosmolar foods. This phenomenon is referred to as early dumping, the cause of which remains unclear, but likely involves autonomic reflexes, intervascular volume contraction and reveals of vasoactive peptides. Dietary modifications with smaller, more frequent meals are decreased carbohydrate intake, okay, usually help, yes, exactly. Carbohydrate. Carbohydrate. Ah, carbohydrate intake usually help, it's absolutely true. So, a reactive hypoglycemia or late dumping. Another form of the syndrome. Results from rapid emptying of carbohydrates from the gastric pouch. Early high peaks in blood glucose stimulate excess release of insulin, which leads to symptomatic hypoglycemia several, several hours after the meal. Hypoglycemia. Hypoglycemia. Huh? A high-protein, low-carbohydrate diet uh, and adequate caloric intake is infrequent. Small feedings are recommended. Mechanical problems, including gastro gastroparesis and basal formation, may occur secondary to decrease in phase three gastric motor contractions, which are altered after anthrectomy and vagotomy. Diarrhea is especially common after vagotomy, even without a resection, pyloroplasty. Ulcer recurrence, according to all the other studies, occurs in 5 to 12% of patients after highly selective vagotomy and in 2 to 5% after resective surgery. Recurrent ulcers are diagnosed by endoscopy and generally respond to either proton pump inhibitors or H2 blockers. For ulcers that continue to recur 
The competence of vagotomy should be tested by gastric analysis. Helicobacter should be eliminated if present. And gastrinoma should be ruled out by serum gastrin studies. So finally, key points. Peptic ulcers affect the stomach of du or duodenum and can occur at any age, in including infancy and childhood. Most ulcers are caused by helicobacter pylori infection or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug use. Both factors disrupt normal mucosal defense and repair, making the mucosa more susceptible to acid. Burning pain is common. Food may worsen gastric ulcer symptoms, but relieve duodenal ulcer symptoms. Acute complications include gastrointestinal bleeding and perforation. Chronic complications include gastric out outlet obstruction, recurrence, and when helicobacter pylori infection is the cause, stomach cancer. Diagnose with endoscopy and do tests for helicobacter pylori infection. Give acid-suppressing drug and therapy to eradicate helicobacter pylori. No, that's all concerning peptic ulcer disease, my friends. Thank you for your attention. Please do not forget to make your donations to our channel through YouTube possibilities. Or, if it's not okay for you, my MasterCard, the MasterCard of our uh, of our channel you can find in description of this video or anyway if you want to make your donations this is not a problem for you it will be highly appreciated so goodbye don't forget to subscribe our channel if you're on youtube put the ring on to be in touch with our news see you in another lectures god bless you my friends